Welcome back to the Walrus and the Carpenter. My name is Jason Allgood. I'm the teaching pastor of Fellowship Bible Church here in Peoria, Illinois. And with me, as always, is Gary Gear, pastor of Calvary Baptist Bible Church, also here in Peoria. I'm, I'm using my Calvary Baptist Bible Church mug right now, Gary. And, and if, 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 if I remember how you got that, you were over at the church one day, and I was trying to find you something for coffee. I don't drink coffee. And you saw the mugs, and you said, Gary, can I please have one of these? That's right. And it is it is the predominant mug that I use here at Fellowship Bible Church. So people know that's that I'm not a one-church. why your church. messages are as good as they are, Jason. Well, that's that remains to be seen. You know what's really sad about today, Gary, is that uh, we literally have not talked since our last podcast episode, which wouldn't be a big deal if that weren't June 11, 2018. Really? It's been that long. <laughs> I didn't really miss you at all, Jason. <laughs> of course, that is that's not true. <laughs> we talk often, and I'm grateful for your friendship. But uh, uh, here we are back in well, our revised and renewed studios now, surrounded by yes. great works of uh, Christian fiction. <laughs> I'm not going to tell say the folks thing, where man. we are. I, I am I am in the library at Jason's church at uh, Fellowship Bible, and. Yes, uh, there are a lot of the classics, the uh, the uh, the the great Jeanette Oak. Uh, I see yeah. a whole shelf devoted to her, That's right. and I see the Frank Peretti corner, and it, it says, "Sit here and name the demons that are assailing you," <laughs> and it actually gives you a little eight ball to help you out with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I can't find the uh, Tim LaHaye section, but we do have one of those, unfortunately, as well. But I see you also have Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, my. <laughs> you do, which, which is, wow. I, oh, you know, I, I think yeah, you're right. We eclectic. do, yes, we do have Yes, actually Uncle right Tom's over Cabin. there, yeah. Well, that is a classic. Yeah. Some people might have some issues with it, but. I thought it was awesome in a sad way. I mean, not that slavery is ever awesome. Right, right, yeah. Anyway, I'll yeah. shut up yeah. now. <laughs> well, uh, hey, Gary, uh, it is good to be back here in the recording uh, room with you and uh, looking forward to getting some episodes out there for our uh, four or five listeners. And uh, um, anyway, uh, why don't you introduce our topic for today? Well, um, as most of you in Illinois know, as of January 1st, uh, the recreational use of marijuana uh, was legalized. And now we have uh, state dispensaries opening up in different areas. Well, not state dispensaries, but licensed uh, dispensaries opening up in different areas. Uh, for those of you here in Peoria, if you follow the news at all, they, I think uh, there was a line stretching around the block, uh, yeah. the one here in Peoria. Yeah, we happened to be uh, in St. Louis on New Year's Eve and, and driving home on New Year's Day, and we, we as soon as we crossed uh, the, the river, the Mississippi, into Illinois, the first dispensary is not very far. Really? And, and it was same, you know, just it looked like, I don't know, maybe... Um, dozens and dozens of cars. I don't know if it was over a hundred or not, but, but same thing. People just lined around the sidewalk and down into the parking lot. It was pretty now, crazy. Let me ask you this out of curiosity, how many of those you think were from Illinois and how many from the St. Louis area? You know, I, that's a great question. I because hadn't even I don't thought think of Missouri's that. Legalized. No, it's not. It's not, it's not there. And, and interestingly, even medicinal, uh, which has been in Illinois for a long time. Right. And I think Missouri either has done that or is heading there. You can't cross state lines, even if you're licensed like in Illinois as a medicinal user, uh, you can't use it medicinally in, in Missouri. So there are okay. even state-to-state -state restrictions. But, yeah, it's a great question. I don't know. I mean, 
I would assume because it's regulated that those who are showing up either have to have a fake Illinois ID <laughs> or they're going to get turned away uh, because of not having an Illinois ID. But, but you know, I don't know. Yeah, well... It, Stranger things have happened. Going going back to the idea of um, what what is the church's response yeah. to this, especially yeah. here in the area. I mean, on... on That's on, really the topic right, we're trying with, to cover which, is what, what do we do as pastors and right, how do churches handle it? Yeah. Because it, it hits different levels, first of all. Um, what do we do with the concept of a mature believer in Christ? I mean, one, one question that has to be asked... Should a mature believer in Christ or any believer in Christ, should they be taking it? And I'm going to be very careful to parse it this way. Should they be taking it recreationally? Right. Because I think Jason and I are in full agreement that medicinal use, if it's controlled by a doctor and overseen for chronic situations, it does have its place. Yeah. And I, again, you know, if we're going to expand a little bit on that subject, even just for a second, um, how it's controlled in, you know, we mentioned this over lunch, California versus Illinois are two different things. You, you, you basically have to have, um, uh, you know, I, I heard Norm MacDonald say recently um, in California to get medicinal marijuana, you have to have such bad things as it's not a good Tuesday to get, <laughs> to get it medicinally there. But, yeah, Illinois is a bit better in their control. And, yeah, we do not see that as any different than opioids being used. In fact, because I have close people in my life who've had struggles with the opioid issue. I think there's some better, uh, there's some better things about medicinal marijuana and, and the way they process it and all, you know, all the caveats there. Right. So yeah, we're both on the same page. Okay. So, that, so, but, so going back to that, let's yeah. say, um, for instance, in the last few years, we are now our church was an older fundamentalist church. And the last time we revised the constitution, uh, there used to be a a line in there that said that no member of Calvary shall partake of recreational alcohol. Right, right. And we took that out. Right. Um, I don't drink. I love my... the term. I love it. Beverage alcohol. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I didn't know <laughs> because what to I'm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's the instead beverage. of Yeah, I'm going to because I'm going to drink rubbing alcohol instead of <laughs> beverage alcohol. Well, you know, <laughs> throw a little orange juice in there, and and you know, got a screwdriver. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I know where you're going with but, this. Go ahead. But yeah. so we took that out, and then the question is, okay, with 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 marijuana now right. being legalized, right? How do we parse that out? Do we tell people, I mean, not tell people, Mm -hmm. but what does the church do with recreational drug use as, as a whole? In fact, here, here, here's several questions. Are there any similarities between recreational alcohol use and recreational drug use? Um, what is the role of recreational drug use? If there is any in the life of both the believing and the unbelieving? Mm-hmm. And I would say a third question, Lane, other than what is the church's response mm-hmm. to a member who engages in recreational marijuana use or drug use, let's say. Right, right. Say your first question again. First question, are there parallels or, or – oh, pardon me, let me put it this way. What is the discontinuity and continuity between marijuana and alcohol use? Okay, yeah. Yeah, so that's a great question. I think if I could broaden it even more – um, what is a, what is constituted as a drug? Um, and I understand, I understand the reason for your question, and I'm going to answer that in just a second. Um, but in, in reality, we could broaden that. Maybe that's more to your second question, so we'll get to that in a bit. 
but certainly the the conversation of choice in the church has been in the last 100 years the alcohol use right it's sort of re- recreational drug use you know cocaine or when it was big in the 80s crack you know at the latter part of the 80s early part of the 90s um, there was no question right? and maybe that was because it's illegal and, and that, that speaks to another thing we're going to get to later on but yeah I think that um, you know clearly to the point of legality we want to obey the law Romans 13 right so the question you know during the prohibition would have been should should Christians have you know had alcohol during the prohibition well if it's against the law no Okay. But um, because Romans 13, right? Um, but uh, does God have anything to say about alcohol versus um, a controlled, mind-altering substance? I think yes. I think now this is where people might disagree with, with me, and I think with where you're at on this, Gary, which is that alcohol is not forbidden in the Scriptures, um, it is, um, in fact, used in the scriptures. If we're going to be honest about um, what you know, the words in the original Hebrew and Greek mean, um, and yet its use is uh, um, mitigated by God's law, right? Which is, don't be drunk. So um, the issue of um, alcohol as a something that a Christian can partake in certainly has everything to do with um, what God says, either if we're looking at Romans 13, if it's illegal, which obviously I would say underage drinking, still that still applies, right? Um, and um, yet if, if we are in a country where, you know, the drinking age legally is 16 or 18 or something along that lines, and my, my kid says to me, hey, can I have a sip of that? I'm, I'm not going to have an issue with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the legality of it. What's the right. issue? The issue is drunkenness. Okay, well, let, let, let's pause a bit. I, I want you okay. to unfold that a little bit more. What, does, what do you believe Scripture teaches is the role of alcohol in the believer's life? Let, 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 let's okay. actually approach it from the other direction okay. and not say, is this allowable? Right. But rather, does Scripture say this is encouraged? I would say that there were certain Old Testament um, ceremonies that required it. Okay. You know, so it, 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 it was used to some degree in worship. I don't think you can argue, and maybe you will, <laughs> with the fact that even in the New Testament church, that likely when they were passing the cup, it was, um, it was fermented wine, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So I think that there is that ceremonial aspect of it, you know, and I, I know everybody goes to Paul and Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach. I mean, right. there are antibodies in there that are going to help you, you know, help and, and antibodies. And, and what did I say? Anyway, but go ahead. What did I say? I'm, I'm actually enjoying this, but no, just go ahead. I'm going <laughs> to have you listen to the, uh, the edit. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah, so I think you know there is there are those uses for sure. Okay, um, I don't. I well, think well, that somewhere in, in Proverbs is does it not say there there is an enjoyable use yes, for it well, as well? I, mean, I, I I guess that's where I was going to. Yeah, you, you even see it in Isaiah. Yeah, um, where it talks about the use of alcohol to make the heart glad. Right, that's um, what I was thinking. Um, of also, was celebrating. I, I think I forget if it's in Deuteronomy or Exodus, where it talks about celebrate with strong drink. Right. Right. 
where that right that is required. Yeah, um, and celebrate does not mean be drunk on because clearly that would be the scriptures violating the scriptures, and we don't hold to that. Right? Well, yeah, and, and, yeah. and that actually gets to the point where. Now, I, I, I say this as one, I, I do not drink myself, and it's not out of a conviction. Actually, every so often, I would have uh, a glass of wine with some friends of ours who would have us over, but my wife and I did not drink at home. I did not buy it. Um, but I had some medication switched, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, you can't have any alcohol with this. I'm like, okay, fine. I'm not, you know, it wasn't a sacrifice for us. Sure. But when... I, I, I think we have to be honest and say that Scripture does tell us that alcohol is a gift from God. Yep. And it is a gift of God in order to benefit people's lives in the positive and not just, you know, to clean out a wound or because, right. you know, you have acid reflux. Right. Um, but then once we've answered that question, we then have to move over and say, okay, is recreational drug use any different than this? Right. And if so, how? Yeah, and that's where that's the direction we're heading in with this right. question, right? Is is there a parallel or a corollary? To which my answer is no, because drunkenness with alcohol, you know, I, I mean, you know, the, we can get into ABVs and, and all those kinds of things. You know, one kind of alcohol is going to be you're going to get drunk quicker with that, right? You know, so. As with all things, we use wisdom. But wisdom, I think, tells me that immediately marijuana is, in, in, in its street sense, not, not in the medicinal sense, but I'm, I'm not sure even in the medicinal sense, is immediately affecting of, of the brain. and of the, I mean, so even people who are on medicinal marijuana, would be say, they would say, don't drive, right? Um, after taking this, I'm sure there would be that, that restriction, you know, um, which is the same with opioids and things like that. And so, um, that's why I don't have an issue with it medicinally, but for recreation, that's the key, isn't it? Right. That word recreation. Well, what, and, and, and asking the question, what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if we get some pushback from, from this, but ultimately, what 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 is the purpose of taking an an edible or smoking a bowl? Right. Like like I'm, like, I'm glad you're using the lingo, Gary. <laughs> that's because I'm so hip. Just like. I'm By the way, we're not sampling anything today as we're speaking about this. So. But but you brought some nice brownies here. They look delicious. <laughs> I, I don't know why you have the bag of Fritos right next to them too. But um, but what what. What is it someone is trying to uh, to right. accomplish? If you're yeah. to ask them, and what do you think that they would say? Yeah, I mean, it's it. I mean, I'm going to give an answer, and then I'm going to make you give an answer because you've been asking all the questions. It's to get high, you know. I, but that's not what they would say, though. You don't think so? Okay. I, I think they would say it just helps them relax. Okay, it helps them relax. Okay, that, that's that's what that's what I hear out of most people who use. Okay, that they just do it to to relax and to unwind. Okay, how how would you respond to that? Um, I would say, why does it take that for you to relax? You, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there is there no other means of relaxation in your life um, that get, that there's no big question mark around? You know what I mean? And okay. and I think it's a I think the, it's a big question mark with a with a very very solid period. Okay. Underneath now, here, it. here here's the question. And by the way, I do agree with you. But okay. Um, 
let's say you're talking to a believer who uses alcohol moderately. Right. And you ask them, why do you do this? Well, yeah. it helps them to relax. Yeah, yeah. Could you not say the same thing? To I totally, totally agree with that. Yes. Okay. And and that's where I think you can get into you get into trouble is is I maybe it's the way in which they say it. I have to do this or I do this to, you know, maybe there's a distinction there in that. Um, I would say, on the one hand, the scriptures are very clear about alcohol. I do think that there are there are um, scriptures that are clearly not coming to mind right now about mind altering drugs or something yes, about sorcery. Actually, uh, we, we, we see that a lot in the Old Testament in Numbers, right? Right. And, and uh, I think the Septuagint translates it. Uh, I think the translation of pharmaceutical is Pharm- basically. Yeah, that's it, right. Yeah, that's right. That's what I'm trying to think of. Sorceress. Yes, yeah, the, the whole idea of sorcery was really tied to um, mind-altering, right. I you mean, know, pharmaceutics, I mean, yeah, if, if you we will. were to go way back, I mean, right. cactus, butt, and peyote, stuff like that. Right. Man, Gary, you're all over the terminology, my friend. I tell you, <laughs> I'm where all the hip kids hang. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that uh, if I would challenge someone who said, I drink alcohol to relax um, because I would say, well, okay, we're— when do you realize you're relaxing? Do, 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 do you see what I'm saying? I understand. And so that would be my challenge to them. It, 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 it has been interesting because within the last 20 years, and I think you'll agree with this, we have seen kind of a sea change among believers, especially more conservative, where alcohol is becoming more and more allowed. And I've seen people come over from fundamentalism to, to conservative evangelicalism. Yes. And, and, and the thing that concerns me sometimes in those conversations we will talk with people. It's like, hey, where do you want to go eat? Well, I want to eat somewhere where I can drink. Okay, why? I, I just really need a beer right now. Right, I, I right. just really need yeah. this. And it's like, yeah. uh, I'm not terribly comfortable if that's the direction that you're heading. Right, the word need in yeah. there. You know, I remember um, it being said at a conference. I'm not going to say where or who said this, uh, but basically that some guys who were running in sort of those circles, not not in the fundamentalist, into you know, the... Uh, uh, conservative evangelicalism, but more sort of the reformed, uh, which you and I both claim to be, but sort of the hipster reform right. kind of thing, where guys were saying, after I come home from the study, I need four or five beers to relax. And I'm thinking, four or five beers is not relaxing. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that, and and that's a problem. Right. You know, um, yeah, the need type, you know. Now, can we, and, and whether or not you or I partake to enjoy i think that word enjoy is a different word uh it is a different word obviously but it's a different uh direction you know uh, than what need is right Um, and uh you know as with everything what's the motivation what's the purpose i think something you said earlier and i can't remember if it was it was brilliant i'm sure it was but i i i think going back to, to to what you said about the impact of, let's say, a beer versus a bowl. Mm-hmm. One of the things you're you're literally trying to alter your consciousness, right? In some area, right? In, in another one, you're enjoying, you're, you're relaxing with friends, right? Or right. you're fellowshipping with with someone, or you're sure. Getting, and I, I know some will say that I may be splitting hairs here for a bit, but THC is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it sure. really is right. a, a thing, and. Right. For a believer who would say, "Hey, this is this is what I need to have in my life," right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, when it comes down to the question of even medicinal, 
uh, usage, which I don't have an issue with. I have cataracts. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> no, <obviously. laughs> you know, but when you consider the um, the opioid issue, um, people really have become addicted to those in in major ways and major problems have occurred as a result of that. And, and we've had to deal with the fallout of that in our own church, right. you know, and, 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 and in our families and things like that. But um, the, the point being that, um, oh, that's what I was going to bring up earlier, coffee. Co- when I was broadening that question, and in, in maybe into question two for a little bit, is this idea of, you know, nicotine, not nicotine, caffeine, caffeine yes. is a drug. Ultimately, it is a stimulant. It's yes. a stimulant, and so I can become and probably am addicted to coffee. I mean, I have coffee every day, all throughout the day. Um, there is a point where I need to measure that because it could be unhealthy. Um, is this an intervention, Gary? Is that why you brought this okay, up? Here, we'll, we'll open the door. <laughs> open the door. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know Daddy, what I'm saying. Please. Yeah, but there is a difference, isn't there? Um, <laughs> the you know, certainly it raises the heart rate, and, and there, there probably are some unhealthy things about it. It's probably not great for mm-hmm. your kidneys, you know, these kind of things. But what we're talking about degrees here, aren't we? Um, I'm not going to drink too much coffee and go out and wreck a car um, because of the coffee, because of the caffeine, necessarily. Okay. You know what I mean? And it doesn't have an adverse effect um, to the degree. Maybe it has some small adverse effect to my mind as marijuana or an opioid would have. In other words, no cop's going to pull me over and say, have you been drinking too much coffee today, sir? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? I, I, I think part of it also, and this kind of ties in a little bit with my second question, um, what do we do with believers who are partaking of recreational marijuana? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've seriously thought about that. Now, I'm not thinking yeah. of anyone specifically at Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> except for you, Tim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But I, I'm not thinking of anyone specifically at, at, at Calvary who would all of a sudden start smoking pot. But the question is, if they do, mm-hmm. what type of conversation would I have with them? And part of it is, is is the question, how is this going to help you? And I know this is such a broad question, but I think it's important knowing just the overall impact of mm-hmm. marijuana upon you know, brain chemistry and upon testimony and everything right, else. Right. What 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 is it you're trying to accomplish with this? I right. Mean, sir, and yeah. And you hinted at that earlier about right. the whole need thing. Yeah. 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 No, that's that's exactly well, right. In, in fact, let me ask a question. Let's say you sure. found out one of your Sunday school teachers uh, would buy a packet of edibles a week. What mm-hmm. would you? What type of conversation? Mm-hmm. And now again, this may not be fair because using church, we have not talked about this yet. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I, 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 it's actually a great. We're we're having an elder retreat coming up. It's actually a great topic. Um, yeah, I, I think that um, I would, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know, why do you feel the need to do that? You know, uh, and if they go into the relaxation thing or whatever, aren't there other ways that you can relax? And and I think I would challenge them with this idea. Um, this this is um, not an unproven area of uh, science or an unproven area of medical issues when when it's uncontrolled. You know, again, so the medicinal issue taken care of there, um, and uh, and really challenge them as to um, uh, what what God's word says about about that. And and I I do think that it I would categorize it as sinning. Okay, so if you had someone. 
who said, I want to be a deacon, mm-hmm. and you knew that, that they partook, mm-hmm. how would you respond to that? I, I would say, um, well, <laughs> I, I hope if I knew that beforehand, it w- we wouldn't even be having the deacon conversation. Well, because, I mean, someone yeah. who wants to be a yeah, deacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would say, you know, hey, we've been having this conversation about that issue, and I think that that's a barrier okay. from you being able to do, you know, do that. Now, I don't feel the same way about cigarettes that I would about marijuana. Okay. You know, if, if somebody smokes cigarettes and wants to be a deacon, I don't have an issue with that. I mean, I think ultimately out of all the different kinds of tobacco smoking you can do, that's probably the most dangerous. But, okay. um, you know, I just, you know, I wouldn't, t- I would take more of an issue with the marijuana use because I think it's mind altering and, you know, I don't want to necessarily get into the whole gateway drug discussion, but, you know, it's there, but it's not huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? How would you respond? When 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 you look at the type of people who who you want to be deacons and elders, and I think we've talked about this to some degree before a few years back. Basically, a deacon or an elder is simply a mature believer in Christ who either has the gift of teaching. Mm-hmm. Or someone who has the ability to work with the physical s- stewardship with the congregation. Mm-hmm. Some and uh, th- th- this may torque some of you all off. It is hard for me, and I I've known a lot of pot smokers through the years of recreational pot smokers. Um, I've yet to see one who really is a wise steward, or mm-hmm. who is someone who really is on fire for Christ. Mm. I, I'll just be blunt. Mm. It just, I don't see it. That reminds me. I had a friend who was on a plane once and uh, got in a conversation with a guy sitting next to him. And uh, he's, you know, basically it boiled down to, what do you like to do? He goes, I love to listen to John MacArthur and R.C. Sproul while I'm smoking pot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know what to do with that either when, when my friend told me that. <laughs> I think R.C. Sproul's like smoke him if you got him, but yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I mean it it, it 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 brings up the point that if you have someone who has a regular habit mm-hmm. of of buying and ingesting yeah marijuana, um, I, I now of course before it was illegal, so there's that whole right thing right, that right. that would cause an issue there. But even if it's if it's legal, I just. I, I would see someone who'd spent a great deal of time justifying why mm-hmm. they did it mm-hmm. yeah. rather than saying this is really a hang-up. Yeah, 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 for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, um, what do you think, and this is a bit speculative, obviously, what do you think the impact is going to be um, here in central Illinois and then you know, sort of zooming in a little bit on the church? It's speculative, I know. Oh, man. Well, the, the first thing that goes to mind, because, you know, my kind of heart is with foster care and mm-hmm. CASA and all that. I I, I think we're going to see a lot more uh, negligence, uh, negligence cases. Mm-hmm. So the, the need for people to step in there. Also, I think it's going to impact mercy ministries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, great point. you know, someone's like, hey, you know, I need money for my apartment or I need money for my power bill. And they're spending eighty bucks a week on edibles or, right. or whatever right. else. Yeah, and those are questions that are going to need to be asked. Um, the church is going to have to make sure that what they are offering, and this is me paging John MacArthur. This is where Christian hedonism, I think, is very powerful. 
uh, I'm a child of the 70s in part, you know, not and not to go in far as saying get high on Jesus, <laughs> which really was a thing. People used to say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the fact of saying that, 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 that the pleasure of knowing and serving God mm-hmm. is far greater than any pleasure you can give yourself. But we have to acknowledge, too, there's legitimate pleasure. Whether it's in, whether it's it's in heroin or marijuana mm-hmm. or you know LSD or whatever else, it it, it, it offers something, and mm-hmm. we've got to recognize that. And we're gonna have a lot more people who are vulnerable. I'll be curious to know what impact it has on youth culture. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think ultimately what we've been maybe dancing around a little bit um, in some ways, and what is very direct in scripture is that we are not to be controlled by, by anything, yes, right? Yes. Um, whether that's um, a, a addiction to pornography or if it's an addiction to um, some sort of a drug that, um, e- even if you were to talk about coffee, that my whole day revolves around coffee or something along those lines. I mean, so you take it from the extreme of drug use in the sense of marijuana or heroin or something like that, down to even the basic things of life, you know, we're to be controlled by the Spirit, which Paul, of course, parallels with Coloss- in Colossians three as w- with the Word. So it's the Word and the Spirit together mm. um, in our lives. Um, and uh, yeah, my my lusts are not to control me, and I use that right. word lust in the broadest sense. Maybe desire would be yeah. a better term, yeah. because lust yeah. automatically starts off as negative. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. And 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 that's a good point too. There are positive things that God says yes to that we can also, for instance, the alcohol issue, right. um, where it can become become what my life revolves around. Right? Or food. Right. Amen. And any of those, any of those things okay. that are, and, I, and at the end of the day, I would say alcohol is not a necessity either, right. where food is, you know. So you have these levels, don't you? We're, right. we're, kind of, we're kind of saying this. There are these levels of things, right? I, and I think we have to be careful that we aren't trying to find a rule that we can just stick everything on, pin it to the sure. wall, yeah. and say, okay, we're done thinking about that. Wait, wait, amen. And, and, you know, so we're back to both of our, you know, backgrounds and, you know, being you know, in and around legalism somewhat where it's just like, it's just easier to say, here's the no list. Right. Oh, and uh, <laughs> what's the term they used to say in ethics about that? Um, slippery slope argument. Right, right. You know, yeah. oh, this is a slippery slope. So, right, right. So we're not even going to yeah. approach so, this. So in, in the conversation we're currently having, you know, no marijuana whatsoever, where you and I would say, well, hang on a second. There there seems to be a, a parallel here with medicinal marijuana and the fact that you're basically take, taking – you know, opioids in, right. in some other sense or some sort of a narcotic right. for your pain, which is, I'm not saying is illegitimate right. at all, you know, um, but but don't discount everything uh, because everything the Lord gives us is good, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, I, I remember people saying, you know, this isn't the Bible, every herb, you know, you know, and so they're like, <laughs> I'm going to go get some herb, you know. Uh, but I mean, the reality is, it's like, yeah, I think that we can say there's a legitimacy to that, but, um, you know, what I really want to know is your thoughts on essential oils. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. Let's not go there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, as we kind of think about wrapping things up, uh, for this episode, what are some takeaways you think? Gary? I would, I would, I, I, for our generation, it's marijuana in 30 years, it's going to be something else. I mean, sure. there, there, there's, and I, I think our weakest point, especially here in the States, 
our weakest point is always going to be pleasure. Mm. You know, we're and we're going to be the rat with the electrode, you know, wired to its brain and pressing that button. Yeah, yeah. And we just have to be aware of that every generation because pleasure is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Yeah. And I mean, we see that with internet porn. Right. Um, we see that, you know, with gluttony and and mm -hmm. the, the hookup culture and everything. Yeah. And the gospel has to. I mean, and and believers have to have joy and we have to see that things like recreational drug use are literally an obstacle to the type of joy that Christ offers. Yeah, it's good. Um, and one area that we did not really address that, that you're, you're kind of touching on there is the whole idea of escape as well, right? Yes. Just this yes. idea you know, that... Binge Netflix for the weekend. Right, right. So we're, you know, these are just different forms of not, in some senses, you know, some people that I don't want to have to adult today or whatever the yes, terminology which, is. Yes, which you know. back when I was a teenager, why wouldn't I want to adult? I want to get out of this house. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, so there's this whole idea of escapism, which which we've addressed to some degree or another, right? As well, um, it, it all comes back to worship. It all comes back to worship. It all comes back to what does my heart desire? Mm -hmm. Is it in line with what God's Word definitively says? Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that there is not um, uh, ever any gray areas, but I think in this one it's pretty definitive. Okay. Um, well, listen, uh, we're so glad to uh, be back with you and uh, doing some new episodes here. Be on the lookout for some upcoming interviews. We're going to I try to get a hold of some really uh, neat guys and talk about some uh, neat topics uh, in, in some upcoming episodes. And so uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you get an opportunity, would you go to iTunes and uh, give us a review there? You can check us out on wallcarpradio.wordpress.com or check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash wallcarpradio. And uh, we will catch you in the next episode. God bless.